Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by grad student on the Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse team, Charlotte Verholst. Last season, Charlotte appeared in 19 games, scored 25 goals, added 9 assists for 34 points. She also had 20 ground balls and 11 caused turnovers and had 55 draw controls and netted her first career hat trick against William & Mary. In her lacrosse career, Charlotte was named on the second team All-CAA, named to the American East Commissioner's Honor Roll. She helped her high school team to three Catholic League championships and was named Catholic League Player of the Year and League Tournament MVP as well. Uh, welcome to the Draw Control Podcast, Charlotte, and how's everything going? I'm going great. Um, Everything's good. I'm excited to be here and answer some questions for you today, so thank you for having me. Well, excited to have you on, and obviously uh, fall semester has come to a close, so how was your fall semester both on and off the field? Uh, fall was great, Um, both on and off the field. Um, we as a team um, checked all the boxes that we had to do. Um, we had some great competition, um, some great play days, and we just did everything we needed to do, excelled at everything we needed to excel at, and um, we definitely know what we need to work on going forward. Um, I'm a grad student, obviously. This is my um, first fall semester, so it was good just to do everything. It was definitely different than undergrad, but it was exciting, and um, it was definitely something I just had to focus on, so both on and off the field, so it was great. Yeah, and obviously, what were some things that you were working on this fall and during the off season to get ready for the upcoming season? As a grad student, most people might think there's probably not much stuff uh, you might want need to work on, but obviously, there's always stuff uh, to improve on regarding your game. Yeah, um, so off season is so important for us. Um, at towards the end of fall, as a team, we definitely harped on our conditioning. You know, after all those play days were done, and we did um all like the core lacrosse skill things that we had to do um we definitely harped on conditioning being the fastest that we can leaving the fastest that we can be um and um just during the off season right now we have a few more weeks to go i'm definitely focusing on conditioning staying in shape um you know it's such a fast-paced game um i'm a three-way mini i do offense defense and obviously do the draw so i have to do you know everything needs to be in tip-top shape. We have to be top tier in everything. So um, training, shooting, repping out, um, just dodges and everything like that I can do and definitely focusing on draw, um, going against some live reps and just doing like mental games, really just preparing for competition coming up. Well, this is the draw control podcast. So I have to ask um, how do you work on your draw controls? Don't you don't need to reveal all your secrets because <laughs> I don't want any opponents getting ideas from you. But if there's some insight you can sort of reveal on how you work on that, that would be great. The draw is really important, obviously. Um, it's what starts the game off, gets us possession, possession's everything, you know, when you're facing great teams. Um, it's all about what you can do when you have the ball. So it's just so important. We harp on that. Our coach, Coach Spelina, really enforces our draw unit to be the best it can. Um, he has a expectation for us that is just so, like, beyond what anyone needs to be doing. It just holds us to an expectation that we have to keep and withhold throughout the year. So um, personally, um, I just try to get as many reps. Um, mental reps is really important for me because uh, strength takes you so far and, you know, um, Thinking the draw is what our coach says, um, and our draw coach, Sydney Praka, she's awesome. Um, she 
we really just have to think the draw instead of just going through the motions. Um, you know, everyone these days is, you know, talent is talent. So everyone can be as talented as you need to be. But, you know, talking to your circle players, I work with great people in our draw unit. Um, I'm so honored to be with them and they really carry the weight and they just, they don't make me look good. I hope I make them look good. You know, it's just, you have to really think the draw. And for me, I think, um, you know, I won't give too much away, but just reading pressure um, from the opponent, um, setting up my circle people for success um, and just kind of um, being the dictator in the draw is um, important when you're competing, you know, don't fall short to what they're doing. You need to dictate where it's going to go. Don't, don't let them dictate. So. Now you're a grad student this season. So what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? Would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? Um, if you know me, I'm definitely not the quietest person. <laughs> I'm pretty loud out there. So I definitely think I'm a vocal leader, but um, I think I've stepped into a role this past year that I would like to think that I'm definitely a lead by example also. Um, like coach says, you know, a lot of people are visual learners. So I think it's important to be able to see, you know, they can see me or my fellow captains or any of the grad girls, really any just older girl out there, if any of the younger girls need to see something happening, I think it's definitely visually better for them to see it and for us to be successful in it so they can see it and know that they can do it themselves. Um, and I think that I've definitely stepped into more of that role. Um, Vocally, I think it's important to enforce all the stuff that our coaches are enforcing and just be that catalyst for them. So I think that I try to be both. Now, you talked about sort of how fall ball was very beneficial for your team this year, sort of learning different systems and stuff like that. But how have the new players looked on your team this year? How have they sort of meshed in? Because I heard the saying is fall ball is for freshmen and spring is for seniors. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's definitely we just have so many talented girls on the team. Um, and this fall, especially coach has done a great job of integrating them with some of us older girls for them to get the experience that they need. And, um, just to be able to put them out there and be like, you can do this. Like you're here for a reason. You're recruited for a reason. Um, we have some new transfers too. So they're awesome. Just people getting acclimated to the team, super important. And there's definitely been some people who have stepped in and just adapted to the flow of the game. Stony Brook Women's Across is known for certain things and we're a fast paced team and we have some certain things that we do that make us so successful. And I think that they definitely stepped in and just got acclimated super quickly. And, um, you know, we encourage mistakes, you know, like we want them to know that it's okay to make mistakes and like that's how we learn and that's how how you know it's going to be right for when you get out there so they've all just done such a great job all the freshmen and the transfers so I'm super excited and what are your team's goals and expectations for uh the upcoming season I mean this season obviously you know the end goal is a national championship we look forward to that every year that's our main goal um we definitely don't want to think about anything but that because that'll carry us through the rest of our season um that's the expectation that we have to hold to ourselves and we can do it I think we all know we can do it um I think it's something that we have to focus one game at a time obviously but I think knowing that that's our end goal it'll help everyone else rise to the occasion of playing like that is the end goal like we have to do this in order to get there so what are we doing now to an, in order for that to be our goal and for that to be a reality for us and I think it definitely is a reality for us for this year so it's super exciting to know that that's in our future 
and individually, what do you want to see yourself accomplish for this upcoming season? Individually, um, you know, I think that, like I said, I've stepped into a role where um, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to be a three-way mini and just, you know, to be able to be a contributor wherever I can be on the field. Um, offense, defense, middle of the 30s, it's just wherever I can give anything, I want to be able to. So being a, being able to be a contributor um, everywhere is just more opportunity, right? So it's just more opportunity for me to be able to you know, get a stop on D, um, get an assist or a goal on offense, make a draw happen for our draw unit, anything like that, get possession. So I'm so happy and grateful that I'm able to do that. And I'm in the, I'm in the position to be able to do that. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So first thing is you're from St. James, New York. What's it like growing up there and how'd you start playing lacrosse? Um, growing up in St. James is awesome. I started playing a little later than everyone and all my friends kind of laugh at me because I started playing in sixth grade, which is a little later than a lot of the people from the island. Um, but I started playing in six. Uh, I played a bunch of sports growing up. I'm a sports, you know, I come from a sports family. So I played basketball, soccer, lacrosse, just, you know, growing up. And then I started lacrosse in sixth grade and I had to kind of get serious about, you know, what I want to do. And lacrosse was the answer for me and I started playing getting more serious around like seventh and eighth grade I stopped down all my other sports I was like I really need to buckle down and you know get to where everybody else is and then some I need to you know excel at this and that was just me and my parents goal and I think that um I'm happy I was able to do that but I uh played on yellow jackets a lot of my yellow jackets girls are actually on Stony Brook's team so it's great that I've been able to play with them for so long we're so close um and everyone's just super talented so Yellow Jackets was awesome for me. Travel team during the summer, and it's really competitive. So it was great to be a part of that growing up. Do you have like any favorite player or team that you like to watch growing up, or was it something that you just like playing and not really a sport that you know you watched uh, on the side as well? Well, growing up, obviously, since I started in sixth grade, it was a little later than everybody. But um, I definitely like bunkered down towards the start of high school about like you know college and looking into that and. Um, Kylie O'Miller was just such a big name at the time that I was younger. So she still is today. So it's just amazing to be able to watch her. And she was definitely someone, you know, I watched and she just so happened to be a part of Stony Brook even before I knew I was going to uh, go there and make that decision. Um, but it was really cool to see her um, excelling at everything during her college times. So, yeah, that's awesome. And obviously uh, her sister played at Stony Brook as well. So. Yes, Taryn's awesome. We were all very close and she's just such an amazing lacrosse player. Her mind is so different than everybody else's. She's a great attacker and she was just amazing for me to be able to grow up with. Um, she's a great role model to look at playing and she's just was great. She's amazing. She's an awesome lacrosse player. That's it. <laughs> now, before college, you played high school uh, with St. Anthony's. Um, so just talk about your high school lacrosse experience and what you took away from it and sort of like your favorite memory from those days because I know you mentioned how with the yellow jackets you played with other D1 commits but it was very similar to in St. Anthony's as well which not many players get to say that because um, Hunter Roman played there like yourself played there so it seemed like it, that must have been a really fun experience getting to go to high school with those type of players and practice with them but just talk a little about your experience and sort of the best memories you have from that time. St. Anthony's was great uh, a lot of people hear a lot of things about it and it's nothing short of just awesome 
people, awesome teachers, awesome coaches, awesome athletics, just everything like that. I'm so happy I got to be a part of that lacrosse community in St. Anthony's. Just really all the athletic community there is just top tier. And I was grateful enough to be going there. And I think it's, like you said, a lot of other D1. I've had a lot of other D1 athletes, uh, girls go D1. So it was super fun to be a part of that. And like I said, with that comes how competitive it was um, and our competitors who they were other girls many went d1 too so our competition was so fierce and intense that I think it really furthers for me it furthered my lacrosse IQ um athletic just you know they take it so seriously there that it really made me better for just my future so it was awesome and I know a lot of guys um on the in that went to Anthony's that also went to D one schools and they were awesome. I think that was like my honestly my favorite memory was just playing, winning those championships, having all my friends be there. Um, it was great. It was awesome. How do you think those experiences sort of helped prepare you for Stony Brook? Because obviously, I think you sort of mentioned it. Sort of playing against those D one players every day makes the transition easier because you know sort of what to expect once you get to that level. Um, as a freshman, it definitely matures you. I think I was definitely mature going into, um, you know, what to take seriously, what I have to take seriously, what I have to bunker down on. Um, I think that, you know, those people that you play with, all the girls that I was able to play with, all the girls I played against, it was just another level. Um, and I think that carried over into the my college years. Um, it's definitely a different animal you have to attack. So it was definitely super different, but the similarities just were uncanny. Like the people that you play against and still see to this day, like it prepares you for that. It prepares you for your freshman year, really going in there and just like, you're still so young, you need to be ready. And they prepared me great. So now talk about your recruiting process with Stony Brook and sort of what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at. Stony Brook was um, one of my... I had some few other choices with Stony Brook. Um, I think what changed for me was when I came on my visit. Um, coach Spolina is just an awesome coach. He's an awesome person. So when I went there, it was very personable. Um, they came to some of my games for uh, St. Anthony's, which I was super excited about at the time. Um, but I went there for my visit, and I think that really turned the corner for me just to talk to him, um, not over the phone, you know, in person, just have that connection and then be able to learn a little about what he is about, what he's going to teach, what he would teach me, everything like that. Like it really just made my decision just bunk. Like I, that was when I just made my decision. And I remember I had to call and I had to call one other school and I was in between. And I was just like, oh, you know, hear that. And then all of a sudden I got on the phone and I was like, what am I doing? This is it. Like, this is my decision. Like I got mm -hmm. right on the phone and I knew right away when I talked to him. So I just was like, this is definitely where I want to be. And I'm so happy I got to make that decision. And I am where I am today because he's just an awesome coach. He's furthered me um, in so many ways um, as a person and on and an athlete, but he really develops players and just the development that I went through. Um, I'm, you know, I'm at the end of the rainbow now and I definitely am better for it. So now, I want to sort of start off asking you some individual questions about your time at Stony Brook, and then we'll sort of get into the team questions about what you guys have accomplished, I guess, during your time there so far. Uh, so first one, individual one, is sort of what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse as a freshman? College lacrosse, um, you know, 
It definitely, I think it's different at Stony Brook than it is anywhere else. Um, I know I, you probably hear many people say that at different schools, but it reigns to be true for me. I think that going in here, um, the expectations are just different. Um, people know us to be intense and that only helps us. So when I went in, it was definitely a different type of, oh, I'm in this shape. I got to be in this shape. Um, I can shoot from here. Got to shoot from there too. I can do this. Also have to do that. Um, they're asking me of this. I need to ask this of myself, you know, like just different type of things that I really wanted to over succeed and show them that I can play with the older girls as a freshman. I can do this. I can do that. And it definitely took some getting used to, but coaches were amazing. The girls were amazing. My seniors that year, um, just, it was awesome. And honestly, just the transition was made easier with all of the catalysts that they have there, the people to help you. And the girls were really just, you know, the locker room chats, the, the, um, the meetings that we would have with just us, like, that's just everything to a freshman, you know, just to be talked to some by some of them was like, Oh mm -hmm. my God, like, here I am, like I'm in it. Um, but they definitely helped me get used to it. Um, and I think it helps that right off the bat, there is an expectation where you just have to follow or you got to move on. So. Now you've had the unique experience of playing in two conferences during your time in college. You played now currently playing the CAA, but you also played in the American East uh, during your freshman and sophomore year. Uh, just talk about what it's like playing in both those conferences and just the competition that you face each game. And was there sort of a transition learning how to play in the CAA versus the American East or was it sort of seamless for your team? Cause it seemed like it uh, just uh, from watching you guys play. Yeah, well, you know, we treat every, you know, game as if it was the national championship. We need to win. We need to win that game to move on. So um, we need to win that game to prove that where we are is where we should be. So um, it really didn't matter if we were in the American East or the CAA. You know, when we moved to the CAA, we just treated it like just another competitor. We want to play with the best of the best. We got to check these off our list and move on. So, you know, we treat the American East like that and we were able to get a championship and then we moved to the CAA and that's, um, you know, the competition's a little bit better and it's a little more fierce and you have a little more competition. And we had that and um, we were still able to get that championship under our belt. And it was awesome. It was a great um, stride for this program to move to another um move from the American East to the CAA. And we were able to do that for our program for Stony Brook, just to be able to be like, we got that championship under our belt and we're looking towards other things in the future. Um, just like I said, the end result is definitely a national championship. So, you know, you got to check those boxes off to be able to move on. So that was just our goal. What would you say is like the biggest improvement you've made to your game throughout your collegiate career? Cause one thing that I notice about a lot of your players, and this is probably a big testament to you, the coaching staff at Stony Brook is you guys gradually get better from your freshman year to sophomore year to junior year, and you're no exception to that. So when you look back on it now, what do you think has been like the biggest improvement you've made to your game? I mean, honestly, like, I really think my confidence level as a player has made strides for the better for me. I think that it has excelled over the past couple of years, and that's all thanks to our coaching staff and the girls I'm around every day. They really just coaches for one thing. They just, you know, they believe in you. Um, they recruited you for a reason. So for me, my confidence was definitely, you know, coming as a freshman and now I'm a fifth year. It's just so different. Like over the past couple of years, 
um, the one thing that stayed consistent is just their belief in me and what I can do, what they see in me. And um, I'm happy that I was, I'm in the position I am in today. Um, and I play where I play. And I think that, you know, the girls do that for me too. You have to have trust in the people that you're passing to. You have to have trust in the people that are behind you. Um, you have to have trust in people who are in front of you. Like, um, being a mini, you know, I see the attack and I see my friends, I see the defenders and I see my friends, like they're just, I trust them with my life. And I know that they're going to make the best decision on the field for the team. And they're just, just like, unlike any other girls, they love the sport. Um, the belief from our coaches and just each other is what I think makes us so successful in so many things we do. Yeah, I think sometimes people forget how important confidence is in lacrosse because mm -hmm. a player that isn't doesn't have confidence, uh, I feel like you could see that in their results as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to just always have confidence, but it's hard because I feel like it's so easy to lose confidence. Yeah, it's so hard to gain it. Like it can it take is, a few yeah. games for that to happen. So uh, how do you sort of work on that um, as the season progresses? Because obviously, as you know, it's kind of like a roller coaster. It is. Yeah. Um. I mean, our coach says this also, but you just have to have a next play mentality. You have to know that that next play is coming. Um, everyone makes mistakes out on the field, Um, you know, and everybody has success. So, like, you have to know that, especially as a draw taker, you know, I have to forget about what just happened. Like, someone scored a goal on us, got to forget about that, have to focus on the draw. I just scored a goal, can't think about that, have to focus on the draw, have to adjust my thinking, have to get the next possession to be able to move on with what we need to do. Um, so I think that, like you said, confidence is something that can get lost in the roller coaster of a game and the emotions that go along with it. And I think that, you know, Confidence really carries over into I have more confidence when I shoot. I have more confidence going out on the ball because I know I can defend it. I have confidence on the draw circle because I trust my two girls on my circle and I trust myself and I, I'm able to just, you know, it's just so huge. And next play mentality is huge for us because um, it can, you know, the matter the matter of a game can turn around in a second. So you have to know that the next play is coming. Now, during your let's talk about your team's performances now during your time at Stony Brook. So during your freshman year, the season was cut short due to the pandemic. How'd you handle the challenge of having your season get cut short, but also having to prepare and stay in shape with so many restrictions and uncertainty? Yeah, it was definitely uncertain times. Um, I mean, obviously the pandemic was huge and no one saw it coming, and it was a huge thing for sports, um, any anywhere you are, right? Um, sports fans, athletics programs, players, just anyone in any sport. So it was definitely something that um, was just new. And as a freshman, I think maybe it was a little easier for us freshmen to be like, is this what happens? Like what's going on? So it was definitely just since it was new for everyone, everyone was kind of on the same playing field um, and staying in shape and just having to go home. Um, we definitely all banded together as a team was super, you know, stayed in contact. The coaches were right on top of us. You know, it's just so important that, you know, you know, you have that support from everybody and everyone's going through the same thing and staying in shape while you were home. You know, you have that period of time where I had to be like, all right, well, if I can't go there to work out, what am I going to do for myself? If, um, you know, today is not the day, like, if I'm not going to do that today, what can I, what else can I do today? Um, who can I meet up with? Well, I remember my freshman year, I would meet up with some of the girls I played yellow jackets with who were also on the team and we would just go shooting and just kind of be like, 
right, like this is it. Like just as us three, it's just us couple girls getting together, shooting, and then we're done like for the day. We don't have practice after that. So staying on top of that and working on personal things that you know you can work on and further and fix maybe that you had the time to fix. Like that was just great um time to further yourself and like get yourself prepared for what's coming, which I think everyone did. And then obviously in your sophomore year, once your team finally started playing again, you guys won your first, well, you won your first American East championship. Uh, talk about winning that conference championship and sort of what it meant to you at the time. Well, at the time it was my first, you know, like rally as a team. We've been through games that we won, but never like a championship yet for me. Um, and I think the most exciting thing was seeing the intensity from our coaches and players of like, this is playoffs, like never been through that before. So like, what does this entail? Um, and they definitely were like, it was definitely like another emotional roller coaster of like, what do I have to do? Right. So it was just brand new, like freshman year. So going into that was like, all right, check off the box for playoffs. Now we're in the championship. Oh, I've never been here. I've never done this. Like, what do I have to do to make sure we get that win? Um, Everyone was asking a question of themselves. And I think that it was just so like magical. It was a magical moment to be like part of something that I've never been part of before to be like, oh my God, I have a trophy. Like I'm taking a picture of the trophy. That's, that's amazing. And like to know that we were not just looking to do this, but we're looking to go farther. Like I was like, wow, like this is just, this is college, like athletics. It's so intense. And it's just, now it's the next game. Like we won and we were like next opponent who's up like, Let's focus on that one. So it was great. Yeah, and during that season, you guys made it all the way to the Elite Eight and lost to North Carolina. What did you just take away from your first NCAA tournament experience? Because that must have been fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Um, it was definitely something that, um, like, you know, like I said before, we are, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to do this. You know, you learn from losses. You don't learn from wins. You learn from your losses. So, um to be able to lose that game, it didn't go the way that we wanted. But as a young girl on that team, seeing what these what it meant to the older girls, playing for the seniors, playing for those girls who this was their last game, it was just something, you know, you dig a little deeper, you do things differently in that type of game. And I think it was just definitely an experience I've never had. And it was great. I, I do remember one part of the game. We were at UNC, super hot came off the field for a drink of water and we were kind of on a little bit of a run during this moment. And like coach looked at me, he was like, are you having fun? And I was like, <laughs> young girl out on the field. I was like, yeah, I'm having fun. Like, so it was just, it was just a funny moment between us. And um, I'll always remember that as my first like moment of, Oh, like I must be doing something good. Like I'm out there, I'm playing, like I'm doing something. Um, And it was just like great to see the energy out there. Like, you learn nothing like it. Just uh, all the girls were banding together. The celebrations were more intense. Like the goals against us were more intense. Like just those moments you'll never forget. Um, the team was just on another level that day and it didn't go the way we planned, but we definitely learned from it. We came back and we don't want to feel like we never felt like that day before. Yeah. So. I feel like people forget that sometimes sports are supposed to be fun because when you're in the moment in a game, especially when you get further up in athletics, I think people, obviously people take it more seriously, but I feel like some people forget about the, like you're the, you're the reason why you started playing because it was fun. So yeah. I feel like sometimes it's good just to remember that, um, especially during games like that, when everything's so intense and so serious and 
every you're analyzing every single play. So yeah. I think that's I'm, I like that uh, mentality that your coach gave to you on that. Yeah, it was definitely a special moment. And um, I, it's so intense out there at every moment that like you just need to know, like I said, next play mentality. We all play better when we're having fun and we're a little loose um, and we're happy out there. There's been other moments where I'm like, you know what, we're feeling a little too intense. You know, we're maybe like attacking each other. Like we all just need to settle down and we'll have mm -hmm. fun. We get another goal. So that was just my mentality going through it. <laughs> Do you think that tournament experience also sort of has motivated you for your next few years because you want to win a championship for those grad students and seniors that you didn't get the opportunity to give them? Like, you know, I guess I'm trying to feel in the way to articulate it. I guess <laughs> you want to try to win for the people that came before you. Yeah, I mean, this is something that Stony Brook's program has never done. Um, like our coach says, to get somewhere we've never gone, we have to do things that we've never done before, um, which just, you know, shifts our thinking of what do we have to do better? Do we have to run faster? Do I need to spend a little more time doing this? Do I need to spend a little more time doing that? Um, it's made so many girls so happy to see us go farther in our program's history and our competition so much better as time goes on. Like they're just definitely like, I want to do it for them. I want to do it for um, the girls that came before me. I know everybody out on our team just is playing for each other. I'm really playing for them and they're playing for me. It's like I said, it's a trust thing and we have full trust in each other. And I hope that we can do that for each other. Now this past season, your team won its first CAA championship. Uh, what was that? What did that conference championship mean to you and just talk about uh, winning that last year as a senior the CAA is like I said a different competition um that game you know we had our AD there it was just a different type of atmosphere like I said it was intense um we were able to get ahead by a couple goals that game and we were just making strides everywhere like it was one of those games where you're like wow everything's going everyone's doing their job and they're doing then some. So the attack was on, um, the midfield was on, the draw was on, the defense was on, our goalie was on. It was just awesome. Um, we got girls in there on the field in the championship that maybe wouldn't have been in there. Like just those type of things mean so much. And people, our team really just banded together. And we were like, everything needs to be going the way it needs to be. We need to check off every box. And those girls did that out on the field. I can name so many players that were just like, lights out that game it was awesome now in the tournament this year you guys beat penn state in the first round but then lost to loyola in the second round which is obviously what you guys were not expecting i would imagine for the tournament this past year um how will you use the loss against loyola to help your team for this upcoming season yeah i mean that's definitely not how we wanted it to go like you said um but we do learn from those losses um we fell short and I think we weren't expecting that. Um, but like I said, our end result is much more than a game against them. Um, it's we're looking forward and we're trying to be places we've never gone. So, you know, you can't look forward that much. You have to be where your feet are and you have to play that game. And I think that we're just going to use that loss and we're going to be able to learn from what we didn't do right and what we did do right. We're going to harp on everything of that nature um, I just don't think it's I don't think it's ever gonna happen again. I think we're gonna be ready and I think that it's gonna be awesome. We're definitely preparing for that. So how does your team sort of maintain so much consistency throughout the regular season? That's something else I noticed. And how do you guys handle the pressure of being a top ranked team in the country? Because I'm assuming you're aware that no matter who you face, you're always gonna have a target on your team's back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think that 
you know, what a great opportunity for us to do what we need to do, having a target on our back. Um, some are, some people don't want to be in that position, but like our coach says, like that's the position we want to be on. Like we want people to want to not play or succumb play us or do anything like that. So, I mean, to stay consistent is definitely our goal. Um, just to check off and get some dubs in, and I think you know my team like they do that. Like the girls out there do that for each other. You know, pat each other on the back, pick each other up when we're down. Like I've just been in moments where I need someone and my friends are there, my best friends, my girls, everyone on the team, um, the coaches are there. And it's mostly just, like I said, like I know that they're going to have my back if I make a mistake. And when I do great things, they're also going to have my back and I will do the same for them. And to stay consistent like that, we just have an expectation out there for each other and it's top tier. And I hold my best friends to it and they hold me to it. So just like something out there that's intense, like the intensity is just great. And I think we hold each other to a level that we have to stay at. So let's go on to a segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse. And the goal of this segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. So first one is what music do you like to listen to? Um, I range from, if you're in the car with me, it can range from like, musicals to like rap and I think I'm listening to more rap right now I would say but it definitely can range from anything don't worry I'm the same way I I can have Frank Sinatra on one song and then the next song could be like uh Drake or Lil Wayne so it's very different but I, I I'm with you on that I feel like it's I, I I feel like it's confusing to me to hear someone that only listens to one specific genre yeah. of music. I just feel like that's that that's gotta feel boring to me at least. Yeah, they're lying if they say that. That's not true. <laughs> now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Oh my gosh, I do not know. Uh, I oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't really know to play me in a movie. I usually say Matthew McConaughey, even though we don't look anything alike. I just yes. think that would be super cool to have him play me yes. in a movie. So someone honestly, like that for me. I honestly like love Nina Dobrev. I think she's just so talented. Like that would be cool. And like I watch some of her shows, like every like girl my age. I think that would be cool. And that'd just be like fun. <laughs> now you obviously have the best style um on the Stony Brook Women's Lacrosse team, but besides yourself, which teammate has the best style? Um it's a hard question. Uh, I'm going to say anyone I live with. I'm going to say all the girls that I live with because we all wear the same clothes. So I would hope that they have great style and um, we all just kind of interswap. So it's just any of my roommates, honestly, it, they definitely have great style. Yeah, that's something that's so different between at least uh, the men, men, male athletes I interview versus the females is I feel like you guys share your clothes all the time. That's just very... You never see that with guys, I feel like. All the time. Me and my <laughs> friends are just interswapping everything. <laughs> now, what is one place on your bucket list that you'll love to visit one day? I really want to go to Italy. I think I think it can make it a reality in the future, maybe, hopefully. But I mean, we always talk about it, me and my friends, and I just think that I really would love to just go there, walk around, and have that experience. Now, last one is, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Read or seen? Um, oh, I watched a movie. If you've seen it, I won't give any spoilers away. Anyone that's listening, um, leave the world behind, and it's on Netflix. And I just watched it, and it's really interesting. It makes you think, and it's definitely like a deeper meaning. So it made me think, and it was really confusing sometimes, but super interesting. So if you watch it, it's a great movie. <laughs> what What's the premise of it? Like, what's it about? 
it's just like you got like something happens to the world it's like something with nature it's crazy it makes you think like what can happen it's a little scary so it was a little scary to think about so it was interesting to be like oh what could happen what do i need to be prepared for <laughs> type of thing yeah i don't know i feel like i don't want to scare myself because i try yeah not to watch it's the not news too too bad much but because it's of that not too so bad. um I'll, I'll definitely give it a look at some point i have some other stuff i gotta get cross off uh, my list on on netflix before i get to that just because i feel like like yeah like i there's usually like a day or two where i watch it and then i'm, I'm so busy then i haven't had the chance to watch it for like a few weeks and then it's like it the stuff piles up so i need to get on that i feel like this is a good time since since winter break for me Mm -hmm. yeah it's it it's good it's good Yeah, I can't really think of uh, anything interesting I saw this week, so I guess I'll skip that one. But uh, going back to some lacrosse questions now, <laughs> uh, first one is what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse um, from your perspective? um i think women's across across the board is making its stride i think that Um, AU Pro, the Pro League is just creating so many opportunities for girls right outside of college, right coming right out of college and older girls who have played in the past and still want to be at that level and still love lacrosse. And um, the 2028 Olympics for lacrosse to be even in there in the mix without anything like that, it's just great. I think we're at our peak right now going towards greatness for women's lacrosse. And I hope everyone else has the passion that you know, I have, we all have on our team and we all know, and girls who came before us, they're definitely part of that. And I think it's, we're going towards greatness. So it's great to know. Do you think anybody you played with might be on that USA lacrosse team? Because I feel like there's a chance of that happening. Yes. Yes, for sure. I, there's some girls, um, Ellie Massara is just so incredibly talented. Um, Kaylin Hart, Claire Levy, um, just like those, are my fellow captains and they're just awesome. Um, Allie Kennedy, who I played with, is obviously on the U.S. team, and um, she's just, they're just role models for me. My teammates out there, they're just so, so, they love the game, and they're so incredibly talented. They carry our team, and um, so many of my grad girls that I lived with, too, they're just amazing people and players. So the last question I have for you, Charlotte, is what advice would you give younger lacrosse players on what it takes to be a college lacrosse player like yourself? For sure. Um, I think the best advice I can give is just have confidence in yourself that you can do it. Um, you know, you can play that role. You can play at that college. You can, you know, do what you dream of. Um, I definitely have dreamt of the place I am in today. And I'm so happy that, you know, there's so many people out there to support you. And um, I don't think I knew that coming into um, college. I think that I thought maybe it was more on myself. And I think that having the support I've had for my coaches and my teammates, um, they do everything out there. You know, your team is what's going to carry you through. And you know that you're going to to know that you're going to have that support is just awesome. I know that, um, you know, so many people care as much as I do out there. And I think that's great. There's so many girls that I've played with and still play with today that I know will do anything when they when that whistle blows. And I know that. maybe not going into college. I didn't know that. And I think to just realize that, you know, my coaches have my back and to have that confidence in myself and they have that confidence in me, you know, you're recruited for a place for a reason and you can definitely do anything with some hard work. And, you know, as long as you're giving a hundred percent effort, you're just, it's going to come true. Oh, Charlotte, do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members, and friends? Um, and who should we have on the podcast next?
Um, I'll definitely shout out my house that I live in with my girls, 45 Linda. They know who they are, but they're all amazing and talented people. Um, they definitely play, like I said, um, a hundred percent effort. Um, they give a hundred percent effort. And um I think that any of them would be great to have on the podcast next. Some younger girls on our team. Um they just, you know, our team is definitely something special. Um, and we, they all play for everyone out there. All the girls play for each. We all play for each other. So I think that it's just, you know, we have something special here and I'm excited to go forward with them and have our have my last season. It's going to be great. So I'm super excited. Well, Charlotte, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. I think you're an amazing player and an even better person as well. Thank um, you. And really excited to see your team play next year. So I wish you and your teammates best of luck uh, for the upcoming season. But I really enjoyed our conversation today. And I thank you so much for coming on. It means a lot. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And just to talk about, you know, what we have as a team is just always a great opportunity. So I'm so happy to be on. And this is just an honor. Thank you so much.